Welcome to the Parenting with Play podcast episode number two. Today we're going to be looking at what's going on in your child's brain and why they behave the way that they do. I'm Helena Mooney and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. I love teaching this because it really helps to explain what's going on in your child's brain and what's going on for you. You know, why they're being so difficult, why they're completely ignoring your perfectly reasonable requests to do something or to not do something, why they're struggling, why they can't articulate, why they suddenly start to shout or to lash out at their siblings or the dog or whoever. And it also explains why you, why we struggle too, why we suddenly lose it with our kids after vowing that we would never do such behavior. And it also explains why connection is the answer. Connection is always the answer. If ever you're struggling with anything with your child, just know that connection is what's going to help get through this, what's going to help to transform the behavior. And it also explains why play is so powerful. Now, I normally show this on video. So I'll just do a few graphics here and I'll explain what's going on so that, you know, if you go to the show notes, then you'll be on the episode page, you'll be able to see a bit better about what I'm explaining. But hopefully I'll be able to explain it in a way that you can visualize it easily. Now, this is a caveat. This is a simplistic explanation of what goes on in our brains. You know, if you're a neurosurgeon, obviously there's much more complex things happening. But I love this description because it really simply explains what's going on. And it's enough for you to understand why our children behave the way that they do. Now, this visual way of explaining was developed by Dan Siegel, who is an incredible, incredible man, um, incredible researcher and writer. And I highly, highly recommend his many books, but particular, particularly Parenting from the Inside Out, how a deeper under self-understanding can help you raise children who thrive, because it really does look at what's going on for our children and what's going on for us. Because when we lose it, then everything gets a lot worse. But when we can look at our own emotions, then we can really help our children with theirs. Okay, so to describe this, what I'd like you to do is to hold up your hand. Obviously not if you're driving, but if you can, hold up your hand. It's really helpful. Now, if you look at your thumb, no, sorry, if you look at your arm and the sort of the edge of your hand, that represents the reptilian part of your brain. That is the fight or flight mechanism. That's all the automatic responses that our brain does to our bodies that we're completely unconscious about and we have no sort of physical actual control over. So that's your reptilian part of the brain. If you then look at your thumb, and I'm doing this while I'm talking to you, your thumb, if you sort of bring, wave that around a bit, that is your limbic system. Now your limbic system is the emotional heart of your brain. It is your place where you store long-term memories. It's your place for connection and communication. Now, particularly communication, but it's not language. So you know how we communicate with body language and we can just sense what's going on with people. That comes from your limbic system. And it is, as said, the part of the brain that is associated with connection. It's like a little radar. And if you think about it, it's constantly, constantly waving around going seeing if it can connect with somebody else. And the younger that your child is, the more vigilant 
that your child's limbic system is. It's constantly searching, going, is somebody looking out for me? Do I feel connected with somebody? Do I feel safe? And it's when that sense of connection isn't felt, that's when things start to go awry, as you will see. The limbic system is also part of, it's also responsible for play. It's why dogs love to play. They have a limbic system like we do. And so that's really linked with the emotional part of it. So you can see how emotions, a sense of connection and play are all really linked. Now, if you look at your four fingers that are hopefully standing up right from your hand, this represents the prefrontal cortex of your brain. This is the rational part of the brain. You can tick them off on your fingers to go. The rational thinking, the language, it's the part of the brain that's responsible for language, so how articulate you are at the time. It's also the part of the brain which thinks about rational thinking, forward planning, consequences, and it's also your short-term memory. So when things are going well, you can put your thumb in the palm of your hand and just curl your fingers over the top of it. So that means everything's working tickety-boo. It's all great. Now, when your child starts to feel stressed, when they the connection with you breaks, even you might be standing right next to them or being with them all the time, but something happens that causes them to just feel that breaking connection with you, you can now start to lift your fingers up. Everything in the prefrontal context starts to go offline. Now, the more stressed your child's limbic system is, the more um, their brain, that the pre prefrontal cortex goes offline. So if you just raise your fingers up, which means that when your child is stressed, when they don't feel connected with you, when they're accumulate, full of accumulated upset feelings that you know might have occurred throughout the day, and I'm talking everyday stress, not major trauma. Major trauma, obviously... Is part of this, but it can also just be everyday stress, such as not wanting to go to daycare that day. Um, you know, you've been away for a weekend and they've missed you, or that somebody was mean to them. Just you know, every day they wanted to watch more TV than you've let them. That's when things start to go awry. So that's when their impulse control just stops working. It's when their rational forward thinking part of the brain just goes offline. It's when they can't articulate themselves properly. You know, often people say, use your words when your know, children get stressed. But as you'll see that when they are stressed, that part of the mind just stops working well. And you'll know this if you've been in an interview or if you've been in a stressful situation or you're reading your own, doing your own podcast, you know, sometimes you might get a bit stressed. And especially if somebody's shouting at you, that's a really stressful situation. As you then leave that situation, even like you're starting to turn around and walk away, it's then that you start to think of all those really witty retorts, all those sort of really smart things that you could have said back to the person who was saying mean things to you. And the reason why you're being able to think of that now as you're removed from that situation is because you're not so stressed and your rational language part of the brain, your prefrontal cortex is switching back online again. So it's often not helpful to say to your children, use your words when they're stressed because they literally can't think now they can communicate to you they can communicate that they're stressed to you because that's from the limbic system but they can't always express why they're stressed so don't always expect them to say what's the matter because sometimes they just don't know also their short-term memory goes offline and that can be things like they forget that you love them they forget that you've played you know with them yesterday 
and they're just now getting really upset because you're not playing with them today. And you're going, why are you getting so upset about this? Their short-term memories goes offline. So they literally cannot think well. So what your children need is we need to calm this limbic system down. They need to offload the stress that they're carrying and they need to feel that strong sense of connection back with you or with another loving, attentive adult. So what you can do, and that's why what I love to say is transform everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun because we move in with connection and so they can feel our connection and then it helps them to offload the stress that they're carrying now there's two great ways of releasing stress one of them is tears and we're going to talk a lot about tears and tantrums over the coming podcasts and another way is play and we're obviously going to be talking a lot about play as well over the coming podcasts so you want so crying and laughter are two awesome stress releases and if you think about it you know one time you might have been called into the principal's office when you were younger and you're getting told off and you start to laugh. And you probably found this with your own children. You're sort of saying something really serious and you're telling them off and they start to giggle. And you're thinking, don't be so disrespectful. You're not taking this seriously. How dare you react in that way? What it actually is, is in those stressful situations, your child or you were releasing stress through laughter. Um, And So just remember that next time that your child starts laughing at highly inappropriate times, or you might find yourself giggling uncontrollably at a funeral or really inappropriate times, that is you or the other person being stressed and offloading some of that stress through laughter. So laughter really is a fantastic way of releasing stress. So what you can do is you can move in with warmth, move in with connection and help them release the stress by either playing a game together so where you both laugh or you move in and you listen to the tears that flow when you bring a limit or when you just actually just go sweetie what's going on they then might start to burst into tears now all of this also explains why you react in certain ways because I'm sure that your plan is not to shout at your children I'm sure that your plan is to be really reasonable and controlled and calm and just so beautifully responsive to your child and so you have that going yeah I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and then suddenly you completely flip out and you lose it and you the next thing you know is you're just shouting uncontrollably at your children that is because the exact same thing has happened to you in the brain Something has happened to you, generally a huge accumulation of stress, because as parents, we do so much and we carry so much emotionally. We do so much physically. I mean, just even caring for caring for children on their own is enough, let alone doing house stuff, let alone doing work, let alone, you know, maintaining a, hopefully a good relationship with your other half or um, having a social life or doing some studying, you know, all these things that we're doing, remembering to take the dog for a walk even, there's a huge amount of pressure on us. So it's no wonder that often we get so overcome with emotions that we just, our prefrontal cortex just goes offline. And that's why we shout, our impulse control goes. That's why we might slam a drawer really you know, violently because we're so frustrated or slam something down or slam a door anything like that. That's why sometimes we can't speak articulately. We start shouting because we're just so overwhelmed. We lose our short-term memory. And so we forget that actually 
our child is good and our child is probably having a really difficult time. But at the time, we just cannot think about it. And so it all and we forget about the consequences as well. And so what happens is then we shout, we lose it at our kids. Oh, we offload the stress in not particularly helpful way. And then we then we remember and then we feel the remorse and the guilt and use that as another opportunity to be- beat ourselves up about but it's a very real thing. It's completely understandable why you lose it at your kids. And we will talk about ways that you can mitigate it, ways that you can reduce the likelihood of you getting to that point of completely losing it at your kids. I'm going to offer you some strategies and tips later on. So what I really want to leave you with today is the next time your child is just completely losing the plot, is having a tantrum over the teeniest, tiniest thing, is shouting or lashing out at the sister or brother I really want you to put your thumb in the palm of your hands and squeeze your fingers over the top of it and to remember my child can't help this right now their brain is literally not working well because when we remind ourselves of that that then impacts how we respond because our children are not being deliberately naughty they're not manipulating the situation they're not trying to and yeah annoy you deliberately there's a really good reason why they while they're behaving that way they literally cannot think and they need us as warm attentive loving hopefully rational adults to move in with compassion with attention with a desire to connect with them to help them with their feelings so that they can offload those feelings feel better connected with us and then they won't be doing those behaviors and when we have that realization then we treat them better because i'm sure that when you were behaving that way when you were younger you were treated pretty harshly and that leads us to then treat our children harshly even in those moments even though we've always vowed that we would never do that so put your thumb in your palm of your hands put your fingers over the top of it and remind yourself my child literally cannot think their limbic system is completely offline they've got their radar pinging to see is you know is somebody connected with me do i feel safe and that, that they're not feeling it at the moment so move in with connection move in with warmth and love and i will be offering more strategies about how to help them in those difficult moments that you really can help your kids in tangible ways but the first step is recognizing that they literally cannot help it their brains are not working well and they need you to help them not be harsh with them which i know is hard but to actually help them with their feelings so play is funny play, laughter is and fun is helpful and your child may end up having a cry or a tantrum and that is also healthy and helpful when they cry with you all right i hope that's helpful just to start thinking about what's going on for your children and i look forward to speaking with you next week I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family. Be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released and I would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends. And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing.